שמע ישראל, אדוני אלוהינו, אדוני אחד, ברוך שם כבוד מלכותו לעולם ועד. Hear, O Israel, Adonai is our God, Adonai is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom for all eternity. Amen. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be upon you. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Finding Higher Ground with your host, Gadi Hayer. Messianic Jewish Perspectives on Modern Day Events. I gotta say, that was a pretty good intro, if I may say so myself. I will take this moment to uh, give a special thanks to Epidemic Sound and a talented man by the name of Reynard Seidel for letting me use their music. Um, And then I will also thank Anchor by Spotify for even giving me the the opportunity, the ability to make this podcast happen, and of course the people at Audacity, uh, I have uh, I downloaded their software, free software, Audacity, and uh, very good uh, audio mixing software. They're uh, enabling this to happen, so thank you very much for all of you guys. And um, so, hello, welcome to the very first episode of Finding Higher Ground. My name is Gotti Hire, and uh, for you people who are not exactly sure as to what this podcast is all about, let me explain. I want to share my life story, and uh, by doing that, I'm going to expand on things uh, and hopefully 
show people a few things. Uh, number one, for anybody, anybody that's that's really searching um, for something that makes any kind of sense, and I know this is going to sound really cheesy, probably going to get some kind of an eye roll out of some people. You're, you're fortunate that I can't see you, but it's fine. You can roll your eyes all you like. Um, my story is this. I was uh, born in the States into a reform Jewish family. And um, my mother started teaching me all about the Torah. She was the one that uh, brought the Torah into my life. And I remember, have very, very uh, clear memories of my mother. Her, her name is Malka Heyer. Um, hi, Mom. She was the one that, uh, you know, introduced the, the Bible to me and, and, uh, and also the whole messianic story about this person who's going to come and, you know, related to, the, to King David, the house of David, and he's going to come and save the Jews from the enemies of Israel. And um, she would read the story, Bible stories to me, and then what happened after that? Well, you know, short. I'm leaving out some details, but the, I'll, I'll, I'm including the important parts. And mind you, I am completely unscripted from here on out. This is my first ever podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I'm gonna try to make sure that this is all polished and clean and nice and audible and pleasant to listen to. Um, and uh, so bear with me. This is my, I'm kind of nervous because I've never ever done this before. So this is completely, you know, this is, you know, this is me. You're getting me. So yeah, so, um, so after my mother introduced all that, um, all that stuff to my life, you know, Torah, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, Moses, David, all the all the big kahunas, right? Um, um, I remember, well, okay, I guess I'll just start talking about this. So, uh, ah, my first ever Passover Seder. This is important because, well, future podcasts that I will be making will deal with the Passover uh, Seder, the Passover holiday in greater, much, much greater detail. But for now, I'll keep it simple. Um, all right, so what happened was, uh, uh, all right, so I'm like four or five years old, really young, and uh, we get ready for the Passover Seder, and if everybody and any anybody that knows anything or familiar about anything that's that re- that's uh, related to Passover, the Passover Seder and Jewish things uh, uh, one of the things that you do in the in the Passover Seder is there's a goblet uh, that we fill up all the way to the t- very very top um, with wine and it's this goblet is basically reserved for Elijah because there's a certain time during the Passover Seder that we open up the door <clears throat> open up the door for Elijah to supposedly come in and partake of the Passover Seder and um, 
he's supposed to drink of the of this wine cup, right? Now, here's what's supposed to happen versus what happened to me. What's supposed to happen, or what usually happens, pardon me for one second. Okay, so, sorry about that. Uh, what's, a, what's usually, what usually happens is, we, you know, they open up the door. Uh, we don't see anything, of course. Um, continue on with the Seder, and then Seder concludes. The kids go to sleep. They wake up in the morning, and, and the next morning the goblet is empty, no wine. And, of you know, Elijah the prophet is supposed to come. Uh, he comes in the middle of the night and allegedly drinks the wine in the middle of the night while nobody's watching and the kids wake up in the morning and, ah, the wine is gone. It's a miracle. Okay? Of course, the parents drink the wine when the kids are sleeping. That's usually what happens. Okay? Now, my, my experience is a little different. My experience was this. So we open up the door. It's time to, op to open up the door and let Elijah the prophet into the into the house, into the room. And he comes in. Well, I don't see anything, of course. He comes in. Listen to me. Uh, I don't see anything, but this is what happened. And this is why I say he comes in. Because I, I know this is going to sound really, really strange, but... I could, I could, I promise I'm not making any of this up. This is all real. It's real from my perspective, yes. Um, what happened was, I, I look, I do not take my eyes off of this goblet because I want to see what happens. And this specific goblet that was set for Elijah was made out of crystal, and it was all uh, transparent crystal very uh, ornate, and uh, uh, the top of the goblet was this, um, I want to say about a centimeter width of uh, this red rim, red crystal rim. Now the wine goblet was filled all the way to the top, and I'm looking at this goblet because I don't want to take my eyes off of this thing. I don't want to miss anything that happens. And I could I'm not supposed to swear, but for lack of a better word, I could swear up and down that I saw this, the wine in the goblet disappear only for that red part. It just went as if somebody bent over the table and took a sip of the wine, and the level of the wine in the wine cup went down just that red rim. Um, and uh, I was uh, pretty amazed at what I saw. Uh, that's what I saw. And I'm, look, this happened when I'm four years old. Four, four, five. This happened when I was four or five years old. And um, I'm, I'm about, I'm a, I'm a few weeks away from turning 49. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sisters and brothers of the body of Messiah. Uh, so this is a story, story. This is an event that, that has, has such profound meaning to me that I uh, bothered to keep it in my in my brain cells for about for 46 years 40 however how I don't know 40 48 40 years old 44 years 44 years this is in my head this is this happened to me um, you know and I tell my mom you know very very you know soon after this happens to me I tell her what happened 
And of course, she thinks that I'm, you know, being four years old, and she does not believe me. And she never really believed me up until this point. I don't know if she still believes me or, or not, but we'll talk about my 88-year-old Jewish mom in a whole nother uh, podcast. And and uh, not that I want to bore anybody to death or, or anything like that, but she's a very... She's also a very big part of my testimony because I've been for the last 24 years trying to work with her to, to, to get her to see uh, the truth that is in the scriptures pertaining to this special, special man. Special doesn't cut it, people. Special just doesn't cut it enough. It's, there are no words in any language on the planet that can describe the majestic splendor that is this, that is this person that I call Messiah Yeshua and the rest of the English-speaking world refers to as Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ. I'm going to stick with Messiah Yeshua. I'm Jewish, I'm Israeli, I can't help myself. Um, and he's a Jew. Um, and we're going to talk about that too. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I digress, I apologize. And um, that's something about me that I do. I kind of branch off, I can't help it. I, I have so much to talk about. Sometimes I wish I had five mouths but then I, I would drive everybody totally insane. Um, I, 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 I kind of drive people insane with one mouth. So uh, so there's that. Um, so back to my story. So yeah, so I had to live with that whole experience with the Passover Seder and what I saw at the Passover Seder. Um, uh, nobody would believe me, so I, I couldn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my brother, I didn't tell anybody else. No, I, I felt like that was for my eyes only nobody it was a vision just that was just for me that's that's what i concluded out of that 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 was just for me nobody else saw it god intended it for me and for me alone and that's fine i'm 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 okay with that all right and then after all of that happened um my mother and father uh may he rest in peace my dad passed away in april um uh, this last April, April of 21. Um, so, Yehi Zichrono Baruch. May his memory be blessed blessed for all eternity. Uh, I probably didn't say that right in Hebrew, but it's close enough for now. I'm a, I don't really get to flex that Hebrew muscle much because uh, I don't really have anybody to talk to in Hebrew here in uh, lovely Seattle, Washington. Um, but... Uh, It'll happen because uh, I'm a, I plan on reading a lot of Hebrew from my Hebrew Bible. Um, I am fluent in Hebrew, uh, in all forms of Hebrew. Well, pretty close to fluent. I'm not perfect uh, in it, but pretty, pretty close, pretty close. Um, and uh, God gave me that ability. Uh, Elohim, Adonai Elohim, gave me that ability uh, so that I could understand Scripture better. And I and and. And uh, not just for me, but to help other people understand scripture better as well. And that's also going to be something that I am definitely going to be doing a lot of uh, in this in this uh, podcast show and uh, finding higher ground. I am going to, uh, we are going to together go into the Hebrew language, uh, the original Hebrew language of scriptures and uh, the scriptures. And I'm going to break down words into their root letters and show you multiple meanings of words and how they all tie into scripture um 
So after that lovely Passover Seder happened, uh, my parents decided to move to Israel. Yeah. And uh, that, was a, that was a crazy time. Um, I was very, you know, it was the unknown, like, you know, five years old, and uh, five, six. It could have been six. All of this could have happened. When I was very young. Four, five, six. It was, I was, it's been a while. I was very, very young. It was right before I moved to Israel. Um, so uh, I, I do remember that I, I, I landed in Israel when I was seven years old. So it was Christmas Day, December 25th. 1979, and I was freshly one month after turning seven years old. So maybe the Passover Seder thingy happened when I was six years old or five years old. But it happened. Okay? That's the most important part of all of this. Is that it actually happened. And I tell you this story, I'm sharing you this story with this Passover Seder thing and this whole goblet of wine because later down the road it will tie into something that I learned from another person that I came across in my uh, adventures and, uh, uh, you know, my, my, the, my, my high times over there in Israel in the Holy Land. So, uh, and Passover, like I mentioned before, is extraordinarily, extraordinarily important uh, um, to us Messianic folk, to the Jews in general, and then to the Messianic Jews, when a Messianic Jewish person when a Jewish person becomes born again from above, we will talk about that too. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. Um, Passover becomes alive to a Jewish person on a level that's absolutely unprecedented. I loved Passover before I became a Messianic Jew, and after I found and discovered Messiah Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach, I, uh, I fell in love with the holiday even more. Moed. Moed Adonai, it's the appointed time of God. We're going to get into that too. Again, I have, I, I have no shortage of things to talk about. Praise, praise the Lord. I have absolutely, there is no shortage of things to talk about uh, in this in this podcast show. And um, okay, so my, so I, yeah, my parents decide to move to Israel, make Aliyah, what's called Aliyah. Aliyah is the Hebrew word for ascension. And the reason that we call it Aliyah is because that, from God's perspective, uh, Israel, Israel, uh, is considered to be higher, loftier than the rest of the nations. Um, now, this might sound a little, I don't know, condescending or um, arrogant. Um, hey, I didn't make up the rules. I didn't write the, the Bible. Um, this is just, I'm, tell, I'm, I'm sharing from... Jewish perspectives, Jewish tradition, okay? So I don't really mean to offend anybody. And I have to make this extraordinarily clear that I, by no definition, am an expert in anything. Um, I have not gone to any kind of seminar. I have not gone to any kind of Christian or Jewish schooling, anything like this. Uh, and I will talk about that too. I have uh, my own uh, um, opinion about uh, Bible colleges, and I'm not knocking them, and, uh, and, and but uh, but uh, well, I, I will I will share my opinion. I, you know, I know that uh, you didn't ask for it, but uh, I will share with it. 
I will share my opinion with you anyway, and perhaps you actually did ask for my opinion, because if you're listening to this podcast, then you, know, you actually uh, are uh, probably uh, concerned as to what I might have to say. So, so welcome, and um, yeah, uh, everybody has opinions, but not everybody wants to hear them. But, uh, well, you know, you're in for a ride with this podcast, and, uh, and me, because uh, I'm, uh, I'm not your average bear. So, yes. Uh, so, I moved to Israel, and after I moved to Israel, things start getting really interesting. And I have my bar mitzvah, that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that too, but all throughout my life, I have been getting signs. What do I mean by signs? Um, Alright, so probably somebody out there in podcast universe, whoever's listening, uh, understands that uh, when I say that the universe sometimes will throw at you signs, patterns and signs, and if you're, if you're aware enough to, to uh, pick up these patterns and signs, then you can can understand what the universe is, is telling you, okay? And uh, one of these one of these patterns and signs that I got, excuse me, uh, was um, that I started to get all kinds of crazy dreams. Uh, one of my dreams is um, okay. Well, this is a doozy. Uh, one of my dreams I dreamt when I was about 17 years old, and I'm, I, I, uh, pardon me if I'm, like, time hopping, you know, this is all coming back, um, organically, and, uh, again, I'm, I'm not scripted, there's no scripts, uh, I'm just, this is me talking out of my head, and, uh, so, you know, forgive me if I sound, you know, confused, or that I'm, hopping from topic to topic, but, uh, I was, I was, uh, under the impression that it's okay for, for me to sound like this, uh, so people can, you know, get an, uh, authentic feeling of, uh, what, you know, some kind of, a connection with me, so, uh, it's good like this. Anyway, my dreams. One dream that specifically sticks out that I got when I was about, I want to say 16, 17 years old, was that he, I am, it's dark. I'm in the desert. Um, and I'm wearing a white robe. And this might sound familiar to a lot of people out there that, uh, that might be picking this up. Because uh, I've heard of a lot of people having dreams of them, you know, in a desert environment with wearing white robes that seem white robes that seem to be glowing emitting light of their own that have their have their own light source so anyway i'm wearing this white robe and i'm in the desert and i'm walking and i'm walking 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 and then i started to climb this mountain and i'm just walking and climbing this mountain and it's taking me a while but i don't feel like i'm getting tired uh, per se and um finally i get to the top of the mountain and when i do, I look out, look over to see the view, right? And I'm seeing what appears to, that what's impressed upon me is that I'm looking at Jerusalem. Jerusalem is just sprawled out right in front of me. Um, 
and uh, I can't really say what time frame that it was, what you know, because Jerusalem's a really, really old city. It's at least 3,000 years old, probably 5,000 years old. But I, but that was the impression that I'm getting from this, from all of this, is that I'm standing in front of Jerusalem, and from one end, but and it's large, like this, the city is like stretching out, and I can't see the ends uh, of the city from both corners of my eyes. Um, and there, but I can tell that there's a rainbow stretching from one end of the city to the other end of the city, and where the temple is supposed to be. Um, is another rainbow but this rainbow is in shades of like gold and it was glittering um, and then I wake up from this dream and it was very real and very vivid and uh, it got to me obviously because here I am again I'm almost 49 years old and I remember I remember this dream very very well I haven't talked about it and explained it to anyone in a very long time, which is unfortunate, but uh, I'm explaining it to you. Now, that dream stuck with me, and I for a very long time did not understand what I saw. The reason I'm sharing all of this with you is because I am, I'm, uh, I'm trying to be obedient, I'm trying to be obedient, brothers and sisters. I have for 24 years after I got saved in Israel. And I got baptized two years later after I accepted who, I accepted everything. I accepted who Yeshua is. I accepted who Abba is. I accepted who Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit is. Um, that they are three in one, as one. And uh, this is why Adonai Elohim is uh, referred to as Elohim in the Hebrew masculine plurality. Um, we're gonna, I'm gonna break that down later. You're probably going, what did you just say? Um, we'll, we'll break that down because I'm covering. I'm already jumping from topic to topic, and I'm probably confusing a lot of people. I don't mean to do that, but it's kind of hard to not do that because it all weaves together. You'll all see that it. it you will. All of you will, will see that it all weaves together to form this beautiful tapestry that is the the fabric of the Word of God, the Living Word of God who ultimately is Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ. And um, if this podcast reaches out, even one person, just one person, just one person listens to this and goes, wow, this guy's, you know, this guy's legit. And uh, he's, I, can, I can feel that he's sincere in, in, his, in, his, uh, in his message. Which is, it's not really my message, it's the Lord's message, then, uh, then good. If I can, if this goes to one person and this changes somebody to guide them to, to, find, to seek out the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then uh, it, would be, it would be good. It would be well with my soul. Um, what else happened to me when I was growing up? Yeah, so, you know. Oh. Here's another little tidbit that was very, very interesting. Uh, growing up, I, I was privy to the information or knowledge was passed down to me by my grandfather. My mother's father told me this when I was very young. 
he shared with me something extraordinarily interesting that most people don't hear. Um, he told me that I am of the house of David through a uh, concubine. And uh, I know this is absolutely insane. My mother's going, my mother's probably going, Oy vey, I can't believe he's talking about this. And millions and millions of people are going to listen to him and he's going to embarrass me. It's fine, mom. It's fine. I'm not going to embarrass you. Um, yeah. So I found out when I was really young, probably like, I want to say nine years old. I think my mother told me first, then my grandfather uh, reinforced it when he came to visit me uh, around when I was about, oh, I don't know, 12, 15, something like that. Yeah, that, of, according, passed on from, from generation to generation to gener generation. My uh, grandfather passed on, my great, great, my great grandmother told my mother, and then my grandfather told me also that we are related to King David himself from a concubine. Can't prove it. I cannot prove this. Cannot prove this. I have no way to prove it. And y'all are probably thinking, oh my gosh, this guy's a lunatic. And that's fine. I, I don't care. Um, I'm being obedient. God's telling me to do this. So I'm just being obedient. I want to do what God tells me to do. And I'm finally doing it after 24 years of of not being obedient, of what I what I call being a Jonah. Uh, basically saying to God, yeah, no thanks, I, I'm good, I'm gonna go over there, I, I don't want to go to Ninva, I'm gonna do my own thing, and I did my own thing. For 24 years I did my own thing. And uh, <clears throat> it cost me, it cost me a lot. Um, this last year, about Five months ago, five and a half months ago, I had my heart broken by a, a very beautiful person uh, that is, uh, I humbly feel that she is uh, deceived. I think the best word here is deceived. She might not believe that she's deceived, but I do. And she'll probably never, ever listen to this podcast. Uh, we will we will refer to this person as Hadassah. That's the only that is the only name I'm going to be using for this lovely, lovely lady that broke my heart. Hadassah. Um, and I'm well. Well, share in details in later in a later podcast about her and how she broke my heart because she's also part of my testimony. Crucial, crucial part of my testimony because Abba Adonai Elohim used her as a vessel to break my heart so that I could come back to the kingdom of God and be finally obedient um, and do what He wants me to do for Him. Um, we're, we're gonna talk about that in great depth, but I don't want to, uh, drive you nuts with so many different topics. This first episode here of this podcast might seem very scattered, and I, uh, again, I, um, I am a little sorry about that, just a little sorry, <laughs> um, about that, um, but again, I am going off the cuff here, and, uh, I am uh, un completely unscripted. So, um... 
So throughout my growing up in Israel, um, I had I've had a, the universe, if you will, show me through signs and patterns different things, dreams. Uh, I I started calling God Abba, Father. Uh, ever since I was 12, that came very natural. Had no idea, had no idea that that's what later down the road people call him Abba uh, in the uh, in the body of Messiah. No, no clue. Um, so that happened very natural. Then I had my bar, my bar mitzvah. I remember that my uh, my Torah portion was about Joseph and the dream of uh, you know the seven years of famine and the seven years of drought. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the seven years of famine and seven years of plenty. My bad. And um, we're going to talk about Joseph in depth later down the road, because that is also an amazing story. Um, uh, a lot to learn from the story of Joseph. Um, okay, so after... Let me do some thinking here um, about what happened after all of that, and then I will be back with y'all to elaborate more um, about my story. Okay, so an important part of all of this is that all of these signs that I got from the universe, let's call it that. I know it sounds whack, but that's what we're going to call it. So all of these signs from the universe that I got, uh, I, I have to tell you that you know, and this is not an easy thing to admit, and I'm 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 going to be doing a lot of this in, in my podcasts because uh, it's kind of necessary. Uh, I'm called to be beyond reproach, and in order for me to have a relationship with you listeners, I have to bear my soul to you and, and tell you pretty much everything about my life without hiding a whole lot. Because if I hide things, there's no point in me doing this. The kingdom of God is not built on secrets and darkness. The kingdom of God is all light and truth and uh, so I have to be honest with you about pretty much every aspect of my life and it might not be pleasant to hear I might have done things or do things that you might go oh my gosh what kind of a Christian are you Um, and uh, well number one I I really don't like calling myself a Christian and that might sound really shocking to uh, everybody but uh, there's a lot of people out there that walk around calling themselves Christians and they don't act like it they act like fools Um, and I'm going to call out a specific uh, group of people that uh, might not like this but uh, Westboro Baptist Church I'm looking at you uh, because I'm sorry you you guys don't act anything like Christians because God does not hate anything God, I, I'm sorry, I'll t- I, I, let me rephrase that. God does not hate anyone. God hates our sin, but he loves us. Um, and that's in John 3, 16, 17, for those who, you, who do not know. And if you, uh, if, you, uh, if you will allow me, I will open up um, my, my Bible here. And I'm, we're going to read that right now. Give me a second. Okay, so when I read from the Bible, the Bible of choice, the version of choice that I read from, is always going to be the complete Jewish Bible. And we are going to talk in great depth here very shortly about the complete Jewish Bible. It is uh, compiled by, uh, translated and compiled by a one David H. Stern. 
Mr. David H. Stern, I want to take this moment to come to very much thank you, completely thank you, for putting this Bible together. Uh, it is a fantastic Bible. If anybody wants to get very much acquainted with the Jewish roots of the, of the uh, Christian faith, I urge you to acquire a copy of this Bible, complete Jewish Bible, Jewish New, Jewish New Testament publications. I don't want to get in trouble with anybody legally, um, and I would think that a Bible would be, you know, free to uh, administer to whomever without without any worrying about anything uh, legal, uh, any kind of legal anything. So. Um, 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 I also read from the New American Standard Bible. There's that also. Uh, New American Standard is my my uh, go-to. I'm going to call it my Goyesha Bible. No offense. Don't be offended. Um, my Gentile Bible is the New American Standard. And my uh, English, my preferred English Bible is the Complete Jewish Bible. It's going to. Ha it has a wonderful introduction in it that I am going to actually break down... Um, and uh, break down with you and, and go into great detail with it and the, for the reason of that um, it explains why this Bible was written and uh, other great tidbits like why the Bible is actually the Word of God and um, things like of that nature. So... I'm going to read to you right now, John 3, 16, 17. And everybody, this is probably the most famous, well-known verse in all of the Bible in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only and unique Son, so that everyone who trusts in him may have eternal life instead of being utterly destroyed. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but rather so that through Him the world might be saved. Those who trust in Him are not judged. Those who do not trust have been judged already, and that they have not trusted in the One who is God's only and unique Son. Now, of course, it goes on to 19, but I'm going to pause here. And I don't know what kind of Bible y'all have been reading over there at Web Westboro Baptist Church, but uh, this Bible here says, For God so loved the world. And um, I don't know what you guys are doing with the, your picket, picket signs saying that he hates this and he hates that and he hates homosexuals and he hates um, the Marines. And I, I, I don't get it because I don't know where you get that from. That's not what I read in my Bible, so there's a gross misunderstanding here. Um, and if you have a, a problem with all of that, then that's just too darn bad. Um, I'm going to be calling out a lot of folk, and uh, on whose authority can I call people out? On God's authority uh, and the Word of God. And I will, I will do it gently. I will do it gently with love, right? Rebuke with love. Am I perfect? Is my walk perfect? Oh no. No way. Not even remotely close. But I'm just going by what's written in this book. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, brothers and sisters of the body of Messiah, I am only going by what is written in the Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim, and Habrit HaChadashah. The Torah, 
the scriptures, the prophets and the scriptures, Torah, Nevi'im, Ketuvim, Torah, Torah, Nevi'im, prophets, Ketuvim, scriptures, Brit HaChadasha, New Testament. That's it. That's what I go by. I got my complete Jewish Bible. I got other various translations at my disposal. I actually have a, a, an actual Hebrew uh, Bible right in front of right in front of me in my right hand. It has the uh, exactly what I just mentioned: the Torah, the prophets, and the scriptures, and the New Testament, all in Hebrew. The New Testament is actually in Greek, translated from Greek to Hebrew, and this is going to be my go-to source. Um, is that version perfect? Absolutely not. Pieces of the Bible are missing. I don't know if you're aware of that. There are actual whole books of the Bible that are missing. We'll talk about that in greater depth in another podcast. I'm actually coming up on the 45-minute mark, and I don't want to drive you all crazy and bore you to tears. Um, so I think we're going to be closing it here soon. Um, but that this is the first episode, and... Uh, uh, I don't know, episode 2 will be coming soon, or we can call it episode 1.5, I don't know. It's just going to be a whole continuation of exactly what we're talking about here. Um, I hope this is some kind of interesting to someone out there. I hope I didn't bore someone to tears and waste somebody's 45 minutes. Um, I'm going to continue regardless whether you're bored or not, and um, because Abba... Abba Adonai, Adonai Elohim wants me to do this. Um, so I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to do it. And if uh, I'm going to cast my net out, just like he told uh, Shimon Kefa to cast his net out and wait, so I'm going to cast my net out. I'm going to have faith in him, and I'm going to do what he tells me. I'm casting my net out to catch fish. Follow me, and I shall make you a fisher of men. So I'm going to. I am a fisher of men now. My podcast is my net or my, my line and hook, however you want to call it. I like to think of it as a net. It's a little bit more gentle. Line and hook is a little bit more uh, invasive and hurtful. Hey, sometimes that, that needs to be done, too. But uh, we'll, we'll use the net. Anyway, so anyway. So, uh, yeah, this podcast is uh, my net. I, uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, again, I have to... Uh, feel like I am inclined to apologize for rambling, um, but I will probably be uh, hopping from a topic to topic quite a bit. So if you can handle all of that, that's fantastic. Um, I will be back in the next episode of Finding Higher Ground to further talk about m- what happened to me, and we're going to go into the uh, Complete Jewish Bible, the introduction of the Complete Jewish Bible, and we're going to break that down. And uh, under, uh, hel- I will help you understand why I believe this to be a, a, a crucial instrument for, for my objective, which is to, to help people have a better understanding of the Jewishness of Messiah Yeshua, Yeshua the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Um, because he was a Jew. He wasn't anything else. He wasn't a Catholic. He wasn't a Presbyterian. He wasn't a Mormon. He wasn't a Jehovah's Witness. He wasn't a Seventh-day Adventist. He was a Jew. And he lived a Jewish life. He is a Jew. He's not was. He is a Jew. And he lived it. Still probably lives a Jewish life. Can't stop. Um, while he was here in linear time as a human being, he lived uh, under Torah. Um, and uh, I think that uh, uh, it's uh, fallen out of sight as to how crucial all of that is. Um, and uh, I'm, uh, 
my objective is to bring that all back. To, uh, to unify the body of Messiah, Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, that is my objective. Uh, to bring Jews to the realization of Mashiach uh, through their own scriptures and even the Talmud, dare I say, and also to bring uh, Gentiles to, to Mashiach and realize how Jewish he is. Okay, we will, we will, we will be, uh, I will be back and we will be together again. Uh, how wonderful and pleasant it is for brothers to sit and dwell in unity. Shalom, peace upon you, peace be upon you, blessings to all of you in the name of Messiah Yeshua and Ishtamea. We will hear from you soon. Bye bye.